Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio, Sal Capaccio, Sal Capaccio, Sal Capaccio on WGR. We'll chat with Sal about Super Bowl 58, watching the uh, replays, highlights here. You know what? The Niners couldn't do what the, what the Bills couldn't do, which is kill the clock and score the kick or the touchdown. For the Bills, it would have been... Get down there, kill the clock. Everybody knows you want to score, but you want to make sure you don't give that guy too much time. And what did the Niners do? They got down there, and they kicked the field goal. A lot of time left. Chiefs got the ball. They kicked their field goal, went to overtime. Bills were in the same boat on that Allen second down and third down play, Joe. We've been talking about it for, you know, weeks. Mm-hmm. You're you're thinking about the guy on the other side. You know he's there. Anyway, good morning, Sal. Good morning, guys. How are you? You know, we're just, it's fine. It's fine. It's just, yeah. just just sitting in a world that uh, is run by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and Travis Kelsey. You, you know how it goes. Yeah, and, and honestly, I think that it still could be for a while, right? I mean, yep. he said it after the game, and that's kind of like the knife to the heart. They're like, is this a dynasty? Tracy Wilson asked Patrick Mahomes, is this a dynasty? He said, it's the start of one. You know, we're not done and keep going. And I, I, I mean, I really thought last night immediately that, you know, he has a very – solid chance to catch Tom Brady. Now it's still, it takes a lot of work, uh, but you know, Brady's got how many Brady's got seven, right? He's got seven total. I think of six because of the Patriots he had. And then he had the one at the end with the Buccaneers. But I mean, this is how Brady started his career. Brady had three out of four years. You know, he won his second year, his first year as a starter, and then they didn't win. And then they won two in a row. And it's very similar here to Patrick Mahomes and where he is. And I think about that team. Now here, if you want the good news, you want the optimistic side of your, you know, tired of them and Bills fan and whoever else and say, okay, how about somebody else? After he got that third out of four, they didn't win one for like 10 years. So and then, he, and then he got the rest later. He lost a couple in there to the Giants, of course. But after that, so, you know, it's no guarantee. But I, I find myself thinking that he has a, they have, and he has a legitimate shot to do this. They sure do. They look like they're in their prime, right? That's what, that's what, that's what it looks like. It's a team that's in its prime. They've rebuilt their defense. They've turned it into uh, a team that, you know, wins in a different way. So let's talk about the overtime format and what mm-hmm. you thought about uh, Kyle Shanahan's strategy here. It's funny, I'm reading a piece from The Ringer, and Joe mentioned this, that the Niners players, Kyle Juszczyk said, we took the ball because, you know, I figured that's what you do in the regular season is you take the ball. And the rules are different. 
I don't think it is any sort of malpractice what Shanahan mm-hmm. did. I might have done it the other way, too. But this is the first time in this format. We don't know how aggressive coaches will be. And it was not a game with a ton of touchdowns. It was a game with a lot of field goals. And if you're playing field goal overtime, then you do want the ball first because then you can kick the second field goal and win it in sudden death. Okay, so my my gut reaction here, I haven't done all the analytics. You guys are kind of talking about that today, looking at it. I've been listening a little bit on this early this morning and kind of made me think a little differently. I think they made the right call. You, you do want the ball third to me. If, if, if both teams have the same result, it's sudden death. Yep. Like, don't you want the ball first in sudden death? Now, granted, there's no guarantee that it's going to be both teams doing the same thing, either no score, a field goal, or a touchdown. I get it. And you're giving the other team an opportunity to kind of go for it and know. Like, you're giving them, you're giving up a little bit of an advantage on them understanding their situation. But I want the ball third. If I'm, I mean, it's a sudden death situation. I don't. I want the ball first in that situation. I think after, and, if, after the first two. And by the way, there really are no analytics on it because there's no. Yeah, there's there's nothing. Right. It's all guts because there's no. You know, there's no precedent. Um, the other the part of that story too was that Chris Jones said that Reed has been talking about this since training camp that they were always going to take the ball second and they would go for two. Mm-hmm. Like basically, mm-hmm. the Chiefs. And I understand that the Chiefs right. and Reed. I think. After the fact, we kind of got a glimpse into what their thought process was, which would be what mine is, which is you can take the ball first all you want. I'm never letting it get to a third possession under any circumstance. This yep. will be two possessions, and if that, if you're a coach that will think in that mindset, then I think you want it second. So it's almost, to me, like well, you're trying to yeah. predict what the guy on the other side is going gonna, is gonna to think about. Yeah, how, that's right. But yeah. how much is that mindset I have Patrick Mahomes? And right. if you're Reed, you can say, I'm never going to let it get to a third possession. But, again, uh, the, the Niners have kicked their field goal. It is fourth and nine from the 11-yard line. What do they do? It's fourth and right. seven from the 32. Sure. Do yeah. they kick? You get fourth and 13. Sometimes there's a penalty. So you can ideally not want to ever give them a third possession, but they're, everybody's going to have a breaking point on when, sure, I'll kick it and play defense because then that becomes my best chance. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And – I would say that even on the, the read example, that's true. Go for two. I like that thought. Like, if you're going to take the ball second, if you're going to get it second, I think that's the right play. If you score, just go for two. Because if you do even score, yeah. it becomes sudden death and you're kicking off, right? And now all right. you do is a field goal beat you. So I'd rather take my chance on a, what, 50% chance of a play from the two-yard line than kicking off to you in sudden death. I, I would rather do that. But I, I didn't think it when, when they won the toss, I expected them to take it, and they did. And I didn't really think about the other side as much. Uh, but there, there are some good arguments for it. So we'll see, you know, going forward in the end, I, I don't think even, even when it was a really low scoring game, I didn't think it was a bad game. I thought there were just, there were some really interesting plays. The fumble on the first drive yeah. really hurt the 49ers, by the way. And then obviously the uh, muffed punt hurt them later on, you know, two different reasons. One was because they gave up a really great scoring opportunity on the very first drive of the game. And then later they gave up, um, the, the score to the Chiefs because of it. So they made critical mistakes. And um, that you cannot do that against the Chiefs. And it does remind me, and of course the game played out different, and it was a different set of circumstances. The 49ers defense give them a lot of credit, as you guys said, for getting after Mahomes. But it did remind me of the Bills game in that regard, which is you just can't make more mistakes than the Chiefs. Yep. If you make a handful of mistakes, you're going to lose. They're very well coached. They have a they have a great quarterback, of course, and their defense, they might give up a play here or there, but they're going to be steady as you go and force you to work for everything you get. Yeah. It is it is eerily reminiscent. It's very similar to the Patriots dynasty where, you know, if you're watching 
and rooting against them, you watch teams melt down against them yeah. and make mm-hmm. big mistakes against them. And here are the, the Niners doing the exact same thing. Yeah, and you know, you know what, though? The guys, this is how Andy Reid's always coached. It just hasn't worked out to win Super Bowls. I remember, was it the, uh, the do you remember the Jamal Charles game in Buffalo? Jamal Charles scores on a fourth down to beat the Bills on a little, uh, um, I got a shuffle pass outside. It was a fourth down. The Bills kind of had the game. It was like, it had to be around 2015 or 16. I don't think it was the Jeff Tool game. I think I don't think so, but um, it was one of these games. Anyway, I remember like thinking like the, the Bills kind of had control the whole game, but man, the Chiefs just they just made you play. They just made you play and made you play all the way to the end. And that's Andy Reid's mo. And and as this game was going on, I kept saying to myself, Andy Reid doesn't care that he's down. Like he knows he's going to keep playing, and eventually you're going to make a mistake. And that was it for the 49ers. They made a couple mistakes. The 49ers did not put this game away when they should have. They had opportunities to put this game away, and they did not do that. Yeah. Sal Capaccio joining us on the Western Hotline. We'll get some calls in. Sal, we've been asking you know, what the Bills can do to get a leg up on the Chiefs. Where can they get an advantage on this team if there is a, a spot to do it? Dave in Tampa, you're next up. You're on with Sal. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, hope you're having a good morning. So, my thought process is, is you know, the Chiefs clearly have the answers, right? Um, they've won three of, you know, three, three Super Bowls uh, here in the last five years and six years, whatever it is. And you look at them and it's like, you know, in terms of quarterback, I, you know, take away the accolades. I think Josh Allen is right up there with Patrick Mahomes um, in terms of talent. So the difference to me would be, you know, uh, the head coach, right? So, I, I know we have a defensive-minded head coach, Sean McDermott. He's, you know, took us pretty far in the playoffs before and, and everything like that, and I appreciate what he's brought to the team. But I think if we were to have an offensive-minded head coach, you know, if you were you were to take McDermott out and put in, let's say, Mike McDaniel or, you know, put Kyle Shanahan in that position, um, you know, similar to Andy Reid, I think we would be in the same position as the Chiefs right now, or at least close. So thanks for taking my call. I'll listen to you, to you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Yes, yeah, so, I mean it's not a it's not a unpopular or it's not an opinion that's you know exactly rare. We we get that call a lot. I'm sure you hear that sentiment an awful lot. I do. I just don't agree with it. I don't know what it would matter. Like you have analytics and numbers that show that the Bills with a defensive minded head coach are just as pass heavy, aggressive as most teams in the league. They don't have some sort of defensive overarching, you know, conservative philosophy. And Kyle Shanahan is a Offensive-minded head coach, I understand he does not have Josh Allen to the caller's point. I totally respect that. He has Brock Purdy, who, by the way, was ahead of Josh Allen in the MVP voting this year for you know right or wrong on that. And they have not won the Super Bowl and have lost a couple of them. So I don't know what – like, what am I supposed to do with that? You know what I mean? I, I just think it's something people say because it sounds like it's supposed to be right. I just don't think it's right. I, I've always believed this, and I still believe this. A really good head coach is a really good head coach. The one point that I do agree with, to a point – is if you have a defensive head coach, you might have to change offensive coordinators a little bit too much if you are successful. And I get that. The Bills have gone through a few of those. But otherwise, I don't think that it matters to winning games like this. I, I don't know. Like, what, what did the Bills not do offensively because they had a defensive head coach against the Chiefs? What did they not do when they lost with 13 seconds because they had a defensive head coach against the Chiefs? Not, not to make this even a Bills point, Sal, but I've, I've thought about them this morning and the Chiefs this morning and in the last couple weeks because of what we've seen from Steve Spagnuolo, right? Like, it, I don't want to say it's the year for him, you know, to kind of earn his reputation. He's been around for a while. I think what makes them very terrifying, again, I don't need to make this a Bills point, 
is if Reed's going to stick around, you know, they have a pretty good setup because of Spagnolo. It just doesn't seem like he gets a lot of head coaching buzz or love at all. Mm-hmm. And if Reed is sticking around, that's where McDermott is going to be here. And I think, you you know, I don't want to say it's a wash, but I think they're close enough in terms of defensive minds. And then you have Reed where, you know, I, I just think that's what helps make the Chiefs look so intimidating for the future, too, is it doesn't really seem like their head of the offense or head of the defense are going to go anywhere. Right. And I did, I, you know, I kept thinking last couple of weeks is the reason why Spagnola hasn't received any offers or any buzz, as you said, and that's right, is, is Raid going to retire? They're going to hand the, the reins over to him? I don't know. Mm. That would be interesting. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know if, and I don't know if they have a succession plan in place. Maybe that's it. You guys said after the game that Reed said, you know, Schefter reported that Reed would be back and so would Kelsey. And I mean, I have a reason to believe that's true. You know, I'm sure Andy Reed would love to get another one, but mm-hmm. I do wonder what do the chiefs look like? If it is like that, is it, it I, and I, I think that he, here's where I say, here's where I fall on like the, what the caller said, right? You could elevate Steve Spagnuolo to head coach. Let's say Andy Reed retired tomorrow and Steve, Steve Spagnuolo becomes a head coach and then they don't win a Super Bowl. I don't think it's because he's a defensive minded head coach. I just think it's because he's not as good of a head coach. Does that make sense? Like that's to me. I don't, I don't care what side of the ball he's on. You're a good coach. You're not a good coach. You're a good head coach or not. I mean, look at D'Amico Ryan. He's a defensive guy. He had a rookie quarterback this year in C.J. Stroud. Is anybody complaining in Houston they don't have an offensive-minded head coach or they won't be able to advance? Well, they didn't lose Slowick, which we'll see, Like, right? I mean, Right. It, and, and but but the Bills to... didn't have Joe Brady, too, that's right. and they had, you know, that, 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 that's my point, Jeremy. Yep, yep. Like, you have, you have a good offensive court, and it doesn't matter. You have to have a good head coach. It doesn't matter which side of the ball they're from. John Harbaugh coached special teams. That's where he came from. Yeah, you're just. I mean, again, it's about the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs right. have no questions about this. You know, like the Texans will, the Bills will, the you know, a lot of other teams will. And it doesn't have to be all about offensive. It can be age too. It can be they're so solidified that it's different. But all of the other contending teams that have to wonder about whether one coordinator or you know, guy like a Joe Brady or guy like a Slowick will leave. You know, Kansas City just doesn't. I guess have that question. Mm-hmm. Maybe Spagnola gets fired back up. I to, to kind of move on from that though, Sal. Like defense in general, we talked about all year how defense kind of caught up to offense. And I just looked through the the twenty drives Kansas City had from the second quarter of the Raven game to the end of regulation oh. yesterday. They had one touchdown drive, and it was one play for sixteen yards. Like it's <laughs> Mahomes, and he'll get credit, but. It's kind of amazing, like, defense caught up to offense, and the Chiefs' defense is the one that kind of stepped up and really gave them the opportunities they they Mm -hmm. needed to win the game. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you look at the season as a whole, Joe, right, and how many times did we go back and say, well, this is the year to beat the Chiefs. You can't beat them this year. When are you going to beat them? Because of their offense being down, right? We all kind of talked about that and thought about that, but look what their defense is, and it's young guys, and McDuffie is terrific, obviously, and... You know, obviously they're going to lose guys. You know, Chris Jones is a free agent. He's a such a game wrecker, such a good player. Karloftis is really good. He's young. He's only in his what? He's in his rookie contract. You know, there's some really nice. They've really fast, good linebackers uh, in the prime now. So yeah, I think that's right. But what's funny to me is, and I think about this too, and the the big picture of them, they have not drafted offense well the last several years, and yet they've hit on their defensive picks, and they have a lot of questions on. 
you know, how they built their roster around Patrick Mahomes. We know that. That was the the kind of the talking point going into the year. It was laughed at, and it came to fruition, and yet here they are still winning the Super Bowl because of it. They did not win a Super Bowl because they have a great offense and a, um, you know, and a bunch of skill guys that went out there and just made you stop them, and you got to outscore them. They won the Super Bowl because as the year went on, and in this game, by the way, which neither team got past 25 points in overtime, they won because of defense playing well. And yeah, that defense is going to be there for a little while, which is also scary because they have step bags and they have some really good young talent, obviously. 803-0550, you go to John and say... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And more next with Sal. Hey, John, good morning. Hi, good morning. I, I have to agree with the other caller about, I think we need a paradigm shift with, with the coaching. I'm sorry to disagree with you, Sal. I mean, I think, you know, he has to turn it over to Brady and Babbage. Now, uh, Andy Reid, he's been a, a offensive genius since he was coaching in college. It was recognized. The guy is passionate about football. Hopefully that that's how Brady is. He seems to have that same sort of passion. I think McDermott has to recede. Be a head coach. Be a consultant to Babbage. Turn it over to these guys. You, you're just going to keep getting the same thing that we've been getting on, unless – they're, they're, Can I ask what you mean, though? What do you mean? What does he need to do differently? What are you saying? I don't understand. What, what does he need? To, they need to have a paradigm shift in coaching. You need to, you need to, to, to beat the Chiefs. You, you can't stay status quo. That I know what I mean is, can you give me an example? What do you mean? I'm with you. I just want to know what you mean by a paradigm shift. Like what kind? What, what shift? What do they need to do? You know, if, if I knew that. You have to you have to go into the heart of Brady and see if he's the equal oh, okay. that Andy Reid was coming up. Research Andy Reid's total career. You will. You just need more passion. passion. You just think a, they need more passion. He had a book of plays in college when he first started right. coaching in college. He had a, a six-inch folder of of offensive mm-hmm. theory back when he was coaching in California. Now Brady has that same passion to create that. Now. Uh, McDermott doesn't have McDermott. He's he's up against a guy who has four Super Bowl defensive coaching wins. Yep. What what is what does McDermott have to compare to that? How is he going to beat that guy? He is not going to beat that guy. He has to, he has to help Babbage beat that guy or a guy like Babbage who has a passion, a youth, a new a new theory. I mean, well, I guess John. Thanks, John, for the phone call. What we're getting at here about the coaching is that the Chiefs have what appears to be two guys locked in that we know are good. And for the Bills, let's give it to McDermott as a good defensive coach. Okay, yes. We can argue about it, but just put it aside. We'll give him that. 
what the Bills don't have that the Chiefs do have, Sal, is a reliable one-two that we know are great. And that's not that's not to say that they are definitely not good or they're bad. It's just with Joe Brady, we're still finding out. You know, the Bills just went a year and a half with Ken Dorsey and decided that Ken Dorsey was not the answer. We'll see how long Joe Brady gets. But, you know, the, the Bills are kind of, whatever, they're, they're, I don't want to say they're wandering here. They're just not as proven as the guys that Kansas City has. And, you know, you can, sure. call, you can call and say you want a paradigm shift, but nothing's really going to change until the, the Bills get results because the Chiefs have very impressive resumes, all of them, and the Bills are still trying to build theirs. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, sorry, I don't know what he meant by paradigm shift. Like, he brings up passion. Are they are the Bills' coaches not passionate enough? I don't know what he meant. I almost wondered if it was he was trying to get to like a like a play caller's point, Sal. Because when I was listening, I'm wondering like, does he mean like McDermott almost slide into more of like a CEO? We've used that phrase right for other coaches, like a CEO type of role and less. Sure, in maybe X's I think I guess that. And he say because he said he has to help out Babbage. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I don't I know. Like, he, he, he didn't. He does he just want he didn't. Know, he also plays? was the play caller this year. Yeah. Maybe well next year too. We don't know that by the way. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's I don't know. I think Brady's got to prove himself, right? Like McDermott is proven. I think as a defensive mind and he's the head coach and that, I mean, like I think it's We're just it, I would just put, put I would give this point to the caller just to to kind of I read a Rex Ryan book about defense. He's super passionate and he's an incredible defensive mind. Ask guys who played for him. I mean, he just wasn't very organized, but he was an incredible defensive mind and he loves, 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 incredibly passionate about football. I don't know, you know, if that gets me to where you need to go, if that's what you're saying, because I don't question that amongst the Bills coaches. Um, I think that they're extremely passionate. Now, yes, I think, Joe, what the caller's probably saying is right. Be more of a CEO, but, I mean, if that means that means you'd have to hand the plays off to Babbage. I don't know. I think that's a good question if we even want that next year, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure what the what the best plan is going forward that that gets to the point which is in Kansas City these questions are never questions and for the Bills they are and they've got to find answers and find a way to come out on top at the end of the day but that's the thing Sal we're all going to turn ourselves inside out until it actually happens Mm -hmm. and that the only thing that can ever make anybody feel any better about it is it actually happening and you know we're gonna have to wait at least another couple months six (laughs) six months until we get to see the next version of the Bills Uh. take a crack at it no, that's right. That's what. Hey, everybody's zero and zero today. Remember that old commercial? The sun will come out tomorrow, yeah. and then it says everybody's zero and zero, and all the head coaches singing. That's what it is right now. So, but yep. we have to live another off season of wondering. I think that's where it sits with me, which is, and probably a lot of Bills fans, which are this was the year you couldn't beat them this year when you're supposed to do it. You know, but there's no guarantee. You know, <clears throat> I think that people thought that about the Patriots a few times, and yet they went quite a while without winning a Super Bowl, and then won some more. But you know, it's sports. You do what you best you can, and you you. <laughs> Get back to kind of trying to rebuild it and see where you can go. Do you uh, do you have any thoughts on like Shanahan this morning? I feel like he's about to get heat, and it might be undeserved for three. Now this is this is three. It's almost more incredible, Sal, than to me like something you need to you know make a point about that he's had three double digit leads in Super Bowls and and has yet to win one. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. So very, very offensive-minded head coach who was hired the same year as Sean McDermott, right? And, um, you know, he's now he's, he has advanced twice to the game. You know, McDermott hasn't, and the Bills haven't. So, you know, obviously that's a, you know, a, a big thing, and, you know, he should be proud about that, and they should. And they were right there, and they built a really good team. I thought at the start of the year, 
the 49ers had the best roster in the league, but except with the quarterback question and that knocked them down for me. So I didn't think they could get to even the Super Bowl unless they figured that out. And I wasn't convinced that Brock Purdy would be the guy. But I think overall, they built a really strong roster. They made some moves at the deadline. They get Chase Young, obviously. And boy, he played really well yesterday. That helped them a lot. Um, this, this is a, a well-run organization with good people and John Lynch. And um, yeah, I think if you're the Niners, you're going to have a lot of those questions. But I don't think it's, you know, pull the plug on Kyle Shanahan. I think what he did with Brock Purdy and that offense to be able to get to the Super Bowl, I think that was a, a really, really nice job by them this year, obviously. Favorite commercial? You got anything? You know what? We watched a lot of the Nickelodeon broadcast, oh, so I'm not oh, sure. Nice. How was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Loved it. Loved it. Until about halftime, and then it's time for Max to go to bed. So uh, then I watched the other broadcast. The Nickelodeon broadcast was great. I really liked it. They did it. I mean, um, Noah Eagle, and I think it was Nate Burleson was commentating, and there were a few mm-hmm. other people, and they had the kids, and Schefter's daughter, Dylan, was on there, and I think... There was another a couple of other young kids. It was fun. They had all a lot of a lot of the animation stuff was super cool. You know what I really like though, and I'm not kidding. I think we could benefit from this in a lot of regular broadcasts, which is a lot of things they just explained at a very elementary level for people. All right, they like literally like um, so. For example, personal foul was called, and they had Dora the Explorer come on to explain what a personal foul meant by the rule book. And then they'd have some a graphic that says you can't do that, which is kind of funny, right? Which was really cool. But they did so many things that were I'm like, this actually would be really good for just regular football fans. They explained a lot of stuff at a very very elementary level for people to understand very easily. Very nice. Well, what's what's timeline next? Combine? When's combine? Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks, yeah. We got um, combine is the end of February, uh, and then obviously we'll be in dra- uh, draft mode, kind of, and then free agency opens. Window opens to talk to guys March 11th this year, guys. Just yeah. so you know, that's pretty early. And it, the official signings I saw is one month from tomorrow, so that like that that comes up yep. quick. That's the 13th. Yep. So you have that 48 hour window, and then um, free agency on the 13th, and then owners meetings, and we'll see about the tush push. We'll see about the hip drop tackle this year, things like that. You know, and then we got the uh, the schedule release. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to start looking very, very forward to all that instead of looking back and thinking about this, that's for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Sal. You got it, guys. Sal Capaccio, when we return, more of your phone calls. Also, we cannot let the worst take of the week go. Friday. Friday brought about one of the worst takes of the year from the NFL media. All-time bad take. We'll play that when we get back. Get more of your phone calls in as well. Steven, Anthony, uh, stick with us. Jeremy and Joe and the worst take. I, I, it's, it's, I don't remember what this was. You're going to remember it as soon as we play it. Okay. Worst take of the year contender when we return. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.